Hey, fellow squadmates. I am so excited to share with you all that the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast now has a live Patreon page. We run this podcast independently, and this is a great way for you guys to come support the show. That way we can keep delivering to you all two podcasts per week. In addition to supporting the show, you'll also get access to our exclusive Discord server where you can come interact and play games with Todd, Josh, and I, and also offer recommendations and to submit questions for future shows. You can find a link to our Patreon in the episode description, or you can visit www.multiplayersquad.com. Thanks so much to all of you for listening and subscribing. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are just a couple of dads who love to chat about gaming, and we are so glad to have you guys with us here today. You can find us on social media at MultiplayerPod, and if you'd like to help support the show, get access to our Discord server and other cool stuff like that, you can visit MultiplayerSquad.com, where support starts at just $5 a month. I am your host, Paul, and with me... He's starting to look more and more like a mountain man. It's getting to be a pretty uh, bushy beard there. It's my co-host and my good friend, Josh. You know what's great is, watch this, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to just fluff it, and then I look like Wolverine. Like, wow. So every now and then, I'll just come around the corner with my beard all fluffed up, and then my wife is like, yeah, you're not Wolverine. Okay? And then I'm like, yes, I am. I almost brought it up last week, and then I figured you were going to shave it, but are, are Wait, you going to keep growing it out? No, I, I mean, I got to keep it respectable, but I'm not going like full-on like bushy, you know, lumberjack either. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, before we get started, we've got some big news, Josh. We've dun, got a milestone dun, that we hit here. Dun, 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 the 200th review. <laughs> 200 we did it we actually went over 200 so you guys and gals all came through like gangbusters we had a flutter of reviews come in and uh one person it was the lucky 200th reviewer i can't wait to hear it you know what i love though like we know i just want the listeners to know that we know when we have somebody that leaves us a review and then edits their review to try to get the (laughs) review to like to the front of the pack Right, to like, bump it back to the top. Yes, like we're 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 aware. We know what you're doing. And we're not opposed, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but uh you know. But all right, so the grand 200th review comes in from Ethan Games A Low. Uh thank you first of all Ethan Games A Low for the 200th review and it is titled Amazing Podcast for Gamers. And he says, I was trying to find gaming podcasts for months. I could not find any that were clean, funny, and not hard to keep up on. As I was in the car and trapped in a seat, I needed something or someone to entertain me. So what I did was, of course, searching for podcasts in my interests. I was about to give up until this podcast came up. And it was such a good podcast. Great hosts, funny Great podcast for the car when you're bored and when you're gaming. <laughs> Thank you, Ethan. That should be our tagline. Great for when you're bored. You know, <laughs> the multiplayer gaming podcast. I don't know if that's the best. <laughs> like, man, I got nothing else to do. I guess I'll listen to these guys. It's mediocre if you've already got some other stuff yeah. going on, but it's great if you're bored. So I'm, I'm totally for it. 
Awesome. So, yep. Thank you to everybody that left us reviews. Uh, I guess our next milestone is going to be what, like 250? Sure. You know, Two, let's do the push. Got to keep right going. Now, we're announcing <laughs> the push for 250. <laughs> we're only like 47 short. All right. So today for you guys, we have a bonus round episode, and I'm really excited about this one because we decided to solicit questions from the community, and you guys really went all out. We got a ton of questions. We got them over Instagram, Twitter, Discord, and we just collected all of them here today, and we'll see how many we get through. But many of these are gaming-related. Some of them are not. So this is kind of a chance that we have to go outside a little bit of our normal zone. And uh, we're just going to be answering some questions. Am, am I, I, I love these episodes, man. Like, honestly, if it was up to me, I would do like one of these a month. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know why. They're just, they're fun to do. Like, people get, I think it's the interaction more than anything yes. where it's like the listeners are actually saying like, hey, like we get to kind of participate and ask questions. And then I, I think that's the part I like about it. You know, yeah. um, sometimes the questions can be funny or it's kind of interesting to do that. But I don't know. These these are some of my favorite episodes. It makes me feel like at least someone wants to hear it instead of like, we're going to ram Cuphead down your throats whether you want it or not. Like no one requested it. <laughs> yeah. But at least when it's when it's listener questions, at least it's prompted by someone other than else. Yeah. All right. Josh, you ready to get put on the hot seat? Because oh, I've gone through these questions and they're hard hitting. I, I'll be honest, is I mean, this is no <laughs> surprise to anybody, especially you. But I did uh-huh. see a few of these questions, like the ones off of social media. But mm-hmm. then in traditional Josh fashion, I did not do my homework. <laughs> Look at all of the questions. So some of these uh, might catch me a little off guard. Sure. Yeah, that's very much your MO. My MO is the one who way over prepares on it all. So, you know, it it balances each other out. All right. So the first question that we have here comes courtesy of Sharon Roizen. And she writes, how did you think about opening a podcast and why? Love from Chicago. Ooh, Chicago. Go Bulls. Uh, Yeah, I don't watch basketball, whatever that is. (laughs) I do remember, I'll say this, the worst traffic, the, like, side little anecdote, I thought I was going to die in Chicago traffic one day because oh, it no. was bumper to bumper traffic is the only time I've actually driven through Chicago and the first time. And people were doing like 80 miles an hour, like bumper to bumper, whipping around these like sharp interstate turns. It was nuts, man. Like my wife was literally like hands over her eyes, like we're going to die. And we didn't, thankfully. But that was my first experience with Chicago. <laughs> I had my old youth pastor move to Chicago and I went to go visit him one year in like mid December and I bought like a winter coat because you always hear about, you know, the windy city. It's so cold. I go and they had this like weird hot streak where the lows were in the fifties for the whole (laughs) week that I was there. And then I just had this giant winter coat that I brought back to Phoenix. Never used it. Yeah, I was going to say you don't need that anymore. No, definitely not. All right, so Josh, what's your recollection? How did we end up starting the podcast? I mean, it's it's really it kind of just came about where we anytime we would game, we'd be waiting on that one friend to hop on, right? So we're gonna hop into Overwatch. We've got four of us and we're waiting on our one buddy who's like, I'll be there in five minutes. So we didn't really want to like start a new match. And so we'd all just get to talk in video games. And you know, we, we'd goof off and we'd laugh and stuff like that. And then I think it, I have to give Todd credit because I'm pretty sure it was Todd's idea where he was like, guys, we're, we're always talking about video games anyway. 
Like, why don't we just do a podcast where we talk about video games? It's not any different than what we're already doing. Right. And it was kind of like, yeah, you know, podcast, whatever. And then Todd kept pushing for it. And then all of a sudden, it kind of became this thing where we were like, let's give it a try. Like, you know, let's let's turn on the microphones and actually record us talking about games. And uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible at first, man. Probably not great. I actually still have in our archives three out of our four practice episodes. Do you really? Yeah, oh, and I man. always wonder if one day we should release it because it sounds terrible. No one knows what they're doing. We had a fourth guest in our very first oh, that- test run. <laughs> With my, my, me and Todd's other brother in law, Jason, he joined us and yeah, we ran a couple. And I just remember our test run on PUBG was so bad that I deleted it. Like it does not exist anywhere on earth. Wow. It is just gone, lost in, uh, in the internet somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably for the better, to be honest, because yeah, those early practice episodes, I don't think people realize like, it's not it's not as easy as you think. Like don't get me wrong, like anybody can make a podcast, but to try to make it decent and you really you really do have to practice and kind of work out like iron out some of the 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 bad stuff there, I guess. So, I I feel like we've come a long way. Let's in in my mind anyway. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, if you go back and listen to our old episodes, I think especially the audio quality, the flow, I think everything's a little bit better now. Yeah, what's funny is when we started the pod I was really lobbying for a completely different podcast. Todd was the one really pushing video games. And I said, I just want to do like top favorite lists. Like, let's just do top five movies, top five favorite uh, fast food restaurants, or, you know, just breaking down lists like that. But then ultimately I said, I don't know how anyone would ever search for that because no <laughs> one's going to know to search for like the top five podcast. And so finally I said, yeah, this makes way more sense. We can actually kind of optimize searching for video games. And didn't we have like a huge argument over your like top five candy bar list or top 10 candy bar list? So I feel like we have like kind of touched on that, but I'm not sure like how well, I guess part of the fun would be arguing over, Uh you know, like I guess really just making fun of each other's picks and why, you know, a score bar would be in my top five or something like that. Oh yes, you and the score bar. I Delicious, I almost man. forgot. Score and payday are like your two candy. Well, bars. I don't know if payday's in my top five. Like I do love <laughs> me some English butter toffee though. Very nice. All right. Oh, and actually, we just passed like our one year anniversary for the show. So we actually released our first episodes in late March 2020, right as the pandemic hit. So it gave us a nice hobby to learn it, it's <laughs> during quarantine. True. It did. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next question that we have here is from Alex Lickness, and he asks, why is Todd often on the show? It is weirdly inconsistent. I love that somebody actually asked this question, to be honest yes. with you. Like, it was, yeah. like, when I read it, I was like, okay, number one, I laughed. Number two, like, legitimately, like, great question. Like, where the heck has Todd been? Because we did answer this a couple times, but we know not everyone listens to every show. Sometimes we would talk about it later in the episode. So it kind of just reinforced that sometimes we probably need to cover information a couple times. But Todd is actually in the middle right now of a move across the United States. He has ditched us and left us in the heat of Arizona 
to go pursue the humidity of North Carolina. And he also, what we ended up doing was, with all three of us on the audio podcast, it kind of forced all of us to do a lot of prep for only one channel of video game content. And Todd has an entire background in video editing. He has had jobs for many years doing video editing, and he's very good at it. And so we decided to allow Todd to spend a little bit more time on the video side, start editing content for YouTube, and then as his schedule allows and as he's available, he hops on every once in a while for the podcast. That way you guys don't forget who he is. Um, so we're still definitely friends with Todd. You know, he's not like shunned on the podcast or anything, but when he is available, he does like to hop on. We were hoping to have him on actually the very last episode for This Week in Gaming, but he ended up, it ended up landing on the last day he had to load up his pod to move. And so he ended up doing that. I'm guessing Todd procrastinated a little bit too much on his packing. And then that's when he was <laughs> yeah. like, guys, I, I can't make this episode, man. I'm really sorry, but I have to like pack up my entire house <laughs> in like two hours. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a valid, it's a valid reason to yeah. not show up on the pod. <laughs> it is one of those things where we were, we were kind of all talking because we, we legitimately, we want to bring the best podcast possible. We also want to like you kind of mentioned, like branch out into different channels, you know, like give people different avenues that they can interact with us. Um, and obviously one of the things that ties into gaming is video of gaming, whether it's just some gameplay footage that we have, funny moments. Uh, Todd did the Valheim tutorial. So there's lots mm-hmm. of different things that we have in mind, but it was just too time constraining to try to do both for Todd. And so he said, Hey, I think I can help the podcast if I kind of branch out into this video aspect. But, you know, with being a family man as well, like I have to give up some time somewhere. And so the, the, you know, the everyday audio podcast was one of those things where he was like, I won't be able to make all of the, the actual recordings. So, and then a move hit. So it it is kind of the perfect (laughs) storm, like you said, where it's not that Todd is going to be on once a month, uh, every two months. He just happened to move in the meantime. So it's, uh, it kind of all combined there. Yeah. He also gets the joy of scouring through hours of video game footage to find something interesting. And I'm just glad that job's not mine because yeah. that sounds pretty awful. Kudos to Todd. Plus, you know, we <laughs> try to ruin half of the stuff that he has planned because like any good friends, <laughs> right. we do not cooperate very well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. And then we got a couple of questions here back to back from Obi-Wan Waltonobi. And he's been on our Discord for a little while. One of our Epic supporters. He is indeed. So thank you, Obi-Wan. And the first question is... Do you guys still pull all-nighters to play games now that you're not so lively? (laughs) Number one, thank you for your kindness in not calling us old. But it's the most polite way ever uh, to call someone old. And I are a very similar age, so we get to kind of have like the old man gamer like hangout sessions there as well, which is good. You're you're in the AARP channel on Discord. We do. That's a secret channel. How did you know about that, Paul? Um, but I'll be honest, man, I, I don't stay up late for video games anymore. I, I like my sleep. (laughs) Like you and I are very different because you, you are a night owl, man. I am. I have never been one to sleep very much. And so my thing is I hate wasted time. 
and I feel like sleep is wasted time that I can spend doing something else. And so whether it's being productive by doing something around the house or enjoying a movie or a video game, I will stay up until the wee hours of the day because normally I am either working or doing something with the family. I don't always have the opportunity to do everything I want to do during the day. And I can knock that out at night. So have I ever pulled an all-nighter? No, I have not. But are there days when I might stay up until 2 or 3 a.m., crash for a couple of hours, and get back up at 7, 7.30? Yeah, every once in a while. That sounds like torture to me, man. For me, a late night, like on a Friday or Saturday night, like in, in the perfect storm of like we have six people on playing Overwatch together or we're just having a grand time in the latest game, I'll stay up till like midnight. And then I'm uh-huh. like, all right, guys, like, this is super fun, but I'm out. I need to go to bed. It's just like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or what, man. But it, the thing with me is I am going to be up at 630 in the morning, regardless of what time I go to bed. So if I go to bed at like 11, then I get a good night's sleep. If I go to bed at one o'clock in the morning, I'm still up at 630. And then I'm just kind of like tired and miserable the next day. So, mm. yeah, not so much for me anymore. It is fun as we get older talking about those issues. Like last week before recording, we were debating whether or not I had dead arm syndrome and like we're, t- we're talking about like our, our medical woes. And I think I even made a joke like, good thing this is all being recorded because this is all great content, you know, before we had even really started the show. Well, so what's funny if yeah. just in case people don't know, we almost always or I should say we, but you almost always include a behind the scenes snippet. At the uh-huh. end of every episode. So if you're the kind of person that stops the second you hear the end music, you shouldn't because there's usually some funny little snippet that is not meant to be part of the recording that we kind of throw in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's either an outtake earlier in the episode and then I'll just like chop it out and throw it in at the end or just something funny that we add at yeah. the end. So yeah, you can always stick around for that extra little treat at the end. All right. And then Obi-Wan's second question how often do you stay up and continue to play when your wife wants you to go to sleep? Um, so my wife is like you and she is an avid night owl. Uh-huh. Um, and so <laughs> never because I am always a hundred percent of the time, the first one in bed. Um, but much to her dismay, I am very much a morning person. So mm. when I wake up at six 30 in the morning, I am like, good morning world. <laughs> like it's another beautiful day. <laughs> And my wife is like, if you act happy towards me, I will kill you, you know? So, yeah. Does she need, like, her morning coffee or something to get going? Yeah, she is very much like, don't talk to me. Not, like, not, I don't mean it in, like, a rude way, but she is very much like, give me time to wake up before people, like, start asking me questions and, like, I need my coffee and that kind of thing. Whereas, I'm once I'm awake, I'm fully awake. Yeah. Now, this is kind of funny bringing up the subject of our wives because I feel like... You and your wife, Brandy, are very similar to me and my wife, Nikki, in the fact that we give each other a lot of space to just do what we want to do. Like, I don't think we really have a whole lot of expectations time-wise put on us. So my wife is never one to be like, hey, I don't want you playing games right now. You need to come spend time with me. I mean, granted, my wife and I do work together. She's technically my boss. (laughs) And so we are together 24-7. And if I pop on games later in the night, she doesn't really care. She's never asked me 
to get off. So in that sense, it actually kind of lines up pretty well anyway. Yeah, it does. My I don't watch very much TV. My wife knows that gaming for me is my way of relaxing, and she doesn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I, that and, you know, I think I tend to annoy her sometimes. So that works because then she's like, hey, why don't you go play your, your video games and, and leave me alone for a little while? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've sometimes joked a little bit about other people who say like their wives don't let them play yeah. or they have to go do something. Yeah, it seems like we don't really run into that too much, at least with us. All right. And then we got a whole bunch of questions from Phelps. Uh, he's a longtime listener and supporter. I remember the last time we did a mailbag, he had quite a few questions. So, Phelps, I took like half of them. That way it's not just like the Phelps hour. <laughs> but we really appreciate the questions. And I really love this first one. What are your top two to three favorite music genres? And then what are your favorite group slash artists slash songs from those genres? Oh, man. Now, Josh, we do not really talk about music. I don't know that I would really say you are a person who loves music, but do you? I I love me some music, man. Okay, this is going to come as a this might become as a surprise to you and to most people. Do you know what one of my favorite genres of music is? Electronica. Electronic. I love <laughs> I like, like EDM, dude. Give okay. me yeah, give yeah. me something with a crazy good beat. Um, I I absolutely love it, man. There's something about just that like nature of the music like i love the slow buildup and the beats and then when it just all drops down i just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i do love me some techno you're a big beat saber fan and i know you're all about that mortal Kombat yes. theme song back in the 90s yep yep i like that and then i like i mean i guess i, I i'm terrible at like classifying genres but i like like hard rock like disturbed breaking benjamin um godsmack uh like, you know, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff uh, I really get into. Okay, I 100% just guessed that you would be all about those, like, 80s or early 90s rock bands like Whitesnake. I, dude, I had a Whitesnake t-shirt that I was, oh, I was so right. proud of when <laughs> I was in was back in like middle school for me like i don't i don't remember the exact like grade that i was in but i i had a black white snake shirt with like the emblem on the front and i think it had like the tour dates or something on the back i don't even know where okay. i got it from i think i got it from like a store in the mall it wasn't like at a concert or anything and i was so proud of that shirt um i do love 80s music don't get me wrong but it's not like my wife actually has 80s playlists. Like she's much more into that genre than I am. I want like music that's going to like get me going, you know? Right. Uh, so that kind of stuff. But yeah, what about you? See, what's weird about you is I know like you know all these like rap rappers and rap songs oh, and yeah. hip hop and stuff. And it's like uh -huh. I would never peg you as that. But I don't know <laughs> if that's also one of like your favorite genres or you just know a, you know a lot more about music than I do. Yeah, I love music. I love talking about music. I love the fact that Phelps brought up this question. And I would say that, first of all, my favorite genre is definitely classic rock. Like, if I had to pick one genre for the rest of time, classic rock is where it's at. I was raised by a father who loved Elton John, The Beatles, Fleetwood Mac, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. I grew up on all of that my entire life. Absolutely love all of those groups here still today. If I had to pick like my favorite classic rock song, I know it's not, it doesn't really sound like classic rock, but that's how Wikipedia 
uh, classifies it. But probably my favorite song ever is You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore. Maybe you don't know that one by name if because it looks like you're a little confused. I'm sure I know the song. You would know it if you heard it. One of the funny things is that it's kind of like an anthem for women, but it's my favorite song, and it was actually written by two men, which is just kind of like one of those funny <laughs> trivia facts, like when you hear the lyrics to that song, it was actually written by men. Um, so uh, my favorite classic rock artists, I'd have to say, are The Beatles and Elton John. Those are my top two there. I do also really love rap. I was in junior high in the late 90s. Like, everyone was listening to Biggie and Tupac. Wu-Tang Clan came out. I remember (laughs) because I was not allowed to buy explicit lyric CDs. So I bought all of these albums from Walmart because they would edit all the CDs. And I remember bringing, like, my Wu-Tang albums to class whenever they would let us play music. And just because you edit out the curse words doesn't change the content of the songs. And absolutely, there were times when the teachers looked mortified and it was like, yeah, we're not going to be able to play this. Um, but there's not a whole lot of recent rap that I've really been into. Probably the last song in the last few years that really stuck with me is a song called Fourth Dimension by Kid See Ghosts. And that's actually a duo of Kanye West and Kid Cudi. And that's a, a really, that's a banger. So if you like those deep bass, energetic songs, it also samples a Christmas song from the 30s. And so you you hear that in the background, but then they bring in the drums and the heavy bass. And that's a great song to listen to if you haven't listened to any rap in a while. Are you a fan of rap? I'm, I'm not, assuming you're not. I'm not really. I don't dislike it. It's just, I mean, there are some songs that I really like. I tend to like the more like melodic rap, I guess, like mm-hmm. Regulators by Warren G. It takes me okay, way back. Sure. Like, I love yeah, yeah, yeah. that song. I can sing that song like by heart, even to this day. Um, like Akon, uh, I liked like a lot. I, I, like, I don't know how you classify it, but I like that more like melodic type rap with the the not as fast of a beat to it i guess right almost more yeah just hip-hop in general yeah. not necessarily rap so yeah like akon like mr lonely kind of stuff uh yes or you don't know the titles i don't know the titles man. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll so, just leave it at akon. funny That's trivia fine. tidbit i never know <laughs> lyrics to songs i will sing the song completely wrong and my wife makes fun of me and my kids make fun of me because they're like that's not uh-huh. the words daddy and i'm like i don't care like you know what i'm singing um, and then I never know the titles either. So, oh man, my wife does the same thing, and I, I, I swear she does it on purpose to troll me because she'll be looking at me right in the eyes and just sing the completely wrong words, and I'm like, you know, those aren't the words, and she's like, yeah, I know, but like, I'm just gonna make filler. Yeah, so she'll she'll improv the lyrics on some of these songs, which cracks me up. Oh man. All right, and then uh, last genre I'll throw out there. I love pop music. I'm not ashamed to say it. Radio-friendly stuff, I'm all about it. One of my favorites is Cher Lloyd. She is an artist from England, and None of My Business might be my favorite song from the last few years. All right, I'm going to ask a question, because this is always a funny one, not to get off on a music tangent. What is your number one guilty pleasure song that you generally would not admit to most people that you love listening to? All of them. Barbie Girl by Aqua. I listened okay, to it in the last week. Pretty good song. <laughs> Wanna be by the Spice Girls. I, I Mbop by Hanson. They're all good. I, Dude. I like almost all music. It's very hard to 
produced music I don't like. Karma Chameleon by Boy George. Love it. Is, love I love it. Absolutely. I love it so much. I, if we're in like a department store, because it's the only place you hear that song anymore, and uh-huh. it comes on, I will start like dancing down the aisles, and then my family just scatters, man, because it's like they do not want to be seen anywhere near me at that. But yeah, I, I absolutely love that song. It just makes me happy for some reason. You're my lover, not my rival. <laughs> uh, I, I used to play that song so much that when my son Jackson was like three years old, he would run around singing Karma Chameleon. Yes, so it's such a I'm, good song. I'm for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Oh, goodness. Oh, the listeners have learned a lot about us already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that wraps up Music Corner <laughs> in, in this episode. Uh, Phelps also comes with a question here. Do you guys have any pets? Oh, yeah. I love animals, man. You've had some non-traditional pets over the years, too. Oh, yeah. We've had ferrets, sugar gliders. I mean, I, I love animals. I was going to be a veterinarian. I worked in a veterinarian office for many, many years. Um, I just, I love animals in general. I was a dolphin trainer for a couple years. Um, but yeah, I, I we will always have pets in my house. Um, I currently have two dogs and two cats. Um, Atlas, who is one of the largest golden retrievers you've ever seen in your life. People think he's a horse, like when they walk through the door, but he's also like the sweetest dog ever. Then we have Saxon, who's an Australian shepherd. Uh, and then we just actually got like in the last like eight months, we adopted two cats, um, Gilbert and Simon. I don't know where we come up with these names, but, uh, but yeah, that's probably four right now is I think we're good. Yeah. And if you're a close listener, You'll 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 hear Atlas every once in a while. He likes to chime in. Yes, he does like to be on the show. (laughs) I remember I think it was Atlas where like every time we'd go to your house, he would just run full speed, but he couldn't stop because of like your hardwood floors. (laughs) And he would just slide into all the furniture and he would like knock it out of place because he's such a big dog. And he's clumsy. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. Uh on our end, growing up, we never had pets. We were not allowed to have any. So literally the first thing I did when I moved out and I was sharing a house with my friend Eric and I went to, as much as I hate to say it, a puppy store at the mall. I saw the world's cutest pug. I had to buy her. I applied for a line of credit. Oh, wow. And this is when I was 21 years old. Okay. And I decided, let's go get a $4,600 loan. Oh, my goodness. To get this mall pug. Oh, no. And you know what? Lexi was worth every penny That's because true. I loved that dog so much and she just recently died. I think she was 16 and a half and we have another pug Max who's not too far behind her. He's definitely in his last days, but you know, those are our two pugs. I think once Max dies, we probably will take a break from pets for a while, but my kids already know it's near the end for max and they're a little upset and already talking about wanting to get another dog so i think i'm gonna have to really try hard to fight that off because i think it's the rest never of the gonna family happen. you're gonna have gonna another dog it. within like three months tops man i'm telling you <laughs> i've always been a sucker for the shortened snouts so yeah. i love boston terriers i love french bulldogs pugs oh english yeah, bulldogs one of my those. favorite dogs man i've never owned one but i keep telling my wife one day we'll have an english bulldog Oh, they're great. Although they do drool. Yes, but I lot. do too. So it's, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Brothers in crime. All right. And then the last question from Phelps is, do you have a favorite single player game storyline? 
probably for me. I mean, dude, I hate to keep going back to this well, but I love The Witcher 3, man. You know, uh-huh. I think it's part of one of the reasons why that game is at the top of my lists is I love like the whole wild hunt aspect. I like the um the warring factions, you know, with the the um oh my goodness, I can't even think of the names now I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, you have like your three main factions that uh you know are at war and they're you know they're fighting each other and as the Witcher they kind of, they keep wanting to like draw you into that. You know, the whole thing with like Siri, you're trying to save her. I, I, like, there's just so many moving parts to that and so many interesting and unique characters. There's like espionage and backstabbery and all that stuff. But then there's like heroes and, <laughs> you know, trying to do good for people and that kind of stuff too. So I really like The Witcher 3 story. I think that's one of the reasons it's one of my top games. Yeah, I think for me, I would say. Number one is the Mass Effect trilogy, despite it getting bungled a little bit at the end. Mass Effect 1 in particular, I love so much because it's just like good old-fashioned sci-fi where humanity has now discovered things that allow them to travel faster than light. They find out that there are these intergalactic councils that govern over all these different species, and humans are trying to prove their worth in the galaxy, and so you get to play as Commander Shepard. You're the first Spectre who's a, who's added as the human representative to the board, and stuff quickly goes sour, and you find out that there are people who... Backstabbery, which you said <laughs> you enjoy... You know, Saren is backstabbing the council and he has sided with this race that comes around every 50,000 years and wipes out all living organisms. And then you just get to take things from there. There's a lot of mystery, a lot of things to uncover. I absolutely love it. And I really love Red Dead Redemption 2. Arthur Morgan is... such a good story in that game. Arthur Morgan might be my favorite character ever. I love his moral journey of just being this outlaw maybe with a shred of a of a golden heart but it rarely shows itself to where at the end he's just trying to right all the wrongs trying to at least get John Marston out of the world of Dutch's gang and you know ultimately sacrificing himself to do it you know spoiler alert yeah. it's been out a few years yeah i was going to say at this point that's on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I really love Red Dead 2 as well. Big fan. Yeah. I, I God of War does not have the most amazing story, but I do love me some like Greek and Norse mythology. So anything that really dives into that, I completely like nerd out about. Um, I'm not putting God of War into the category of like Mass Effect and Red Dead, but yeah. I do love like that topic. And so it really draws me in like anytime there's a game about stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Next <Boy>. question, boy. <laughs> mm. That's like half the lines that, that he had in that game. Yeah, the all the father-son dynamics, I felt like that's always a little I'm I'm a little bit of a sucker for those kinds of stories anyway. So yeah, I, I did really enjoy God of War. All right. Next question that we have here comes from Kluth the Gulag. I think Cl- that's no, how it's to pronounce Clutch it. the Gulag. Oh, clutch the gulag, okay. you know, like clutch the gulag. Zone, like, dude, come on, clutch the gulag, man. Come on. The name must have been transcripted improperly. <laughs> that makes way more sense. I, I may have typed that in wrong, too. So that might not be on you, but I wasn't going to sell you out. But yeah, you, <laughs> you typed the wrong name. 
All right, sorry, Clutch. Clues. Sorry, Josh's fault. <laughs> Clutch the Gulag makes so much more yeah. sense. I was like, is this like a Cthulhu from Battlegrounds or something? I, I wasn't sure. All right. Their question is, I was wondering if you have any plans for the next game you're going to review, if you're willing to reveal. Oh, I, I'm excited, man. Like, I, I'm loving Outriders right now, but there is a game that is in our future that I'm very pumped to play. Uh, and it is, it takes two. Yeah. That'll be the next one after Outriders. Now, here's why you guys don't always know what games are coming up. Okay. This is a true story. Josh and I have to focus every second of gaming <laughs> trying to learn the next deep dive that we're going to do. We record the episode. And then the next day, I message Josh and say, hey, we better start thinking about what game we're going to do next. And Josh always says, oh, crap, I totally forgot yes. we need to pick a new game. It's terrible because then it's like we need the time, you know, like we we don't ever want to talk about a game that we don't know, you know, as far as that goes. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, we want to be able to recommend it or not recommend it and that kind of stuff. It's definitely a tough juggle. I mean, what a good problem to have, right? <laughs> exactly. I always hate when other podcasts don't announce what they're going to cover next, because I always want to know. Like, one of my favorite podcasts is the Rewatchables, where they talk about old movies, and sometimes it'll just drop in my feed. Like, yesterday, it just dropped in Lethal Weapon. Okay, well, I haven't seen Lethal Weapon in years, so now I'm going to have to go watch it again so I can listen to the pod, but if I had advanced notice then I would have done that earlier. So I always try to let you guys know if we know ahead of time. So in this case, we are in the middle of our cycle for Outriders. Next up is It Takes Two. And then the next game after that, we literally won't know until after we record It Takes Two. (laughs) (laughs) And then it'll be a very quick scramble, and then we'll get going. It is one reason we love suggestions, though. Um, You know, What was that space game that somebody suggested? uh, I sent you the link to it the shattered planet or something or what was it called uh uh i I forget the name but i did watch the full trailer it looked a little bit like no man's sky a lot of resource gathering a little bit of combat yeah i'm not i'm not saying we're doing that one but we do like when you guys suggest stuff um we do look into it you know it's one of those things where it's like hey somebody recommended this game we'll watch trailers see if it looks like something we want to play number one um, and then number two, if it's something where we think we'll have enough time to actually talk about it, that's the other problem. Some games are just huge, man. Like, thankfully, like the Divinity episode that we just did, Divinity is like a hundred hour game. And that's not yeah. a game that we can really put in, you know, a week's worth of time on. Thankfully, we both owned that game for a while. So, you know, there's sometimes it lends itself to we can talk about these bigger games. Other times, like with It Takes Two, we're we're playing this game fresh, like we've never played it before, so we really want to be able to talk about it. Luckily, that one's a little bit shorter right. from what I hear, so we can knock that full game out relatively quick. I can't wait to mess you up in that game, Paul. Oh, uh, well, we had a lot of fun with A Way Out. We did, yeah. And I really loved how... I won't spoil that game, because that one's not been out too too long, but the way that game ends when you play with another friend, that was actually pretty fun and pretty exciting. Yeah, it was. Even though I think you were a little bit bummed out at how our game ended. I, the only thing that bummed <laughs> me out is I didn't realize you were a minigame master, and you kept whooping oh, yeah. me at all the little minigames, and I was shocked, man. I was like, wait I a minute. I can quick tap. Uh, yeah, I, I think I could compete, like at the Olympic level, for like <laughs> Mario Party minigames if you have to tap something quickly. By the way, the space game you were talking about is Journey to the Savage Planet. 
There it is. I know it had yeah. an S. I said Shattered Planet, but it was Savage Planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we do love the suggestions because we get to look into them. All right. Next question comes from Jake Christ. And he says, if you got to develop your own game, what would it look like? Mm. Now, what's funny wow. is we kind of did this on a previous bonus round. We did do this, but as a group, like we kind of had to all have input. I'm assuming this is like, what would I develop? Uh-huh. Right. I don't know, man. I've always thought about that. It's one of those things where it's like, when you play video games for 40 years, like you kind of know what makes a good game and what doesn't, but I don't, it's so hard to like pick a specific thing. I think it would have to be a role-playing game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and then it's hard to not be influenced by some of your favorite games, right? Like I've mentioned, I love God of War. Like I, I love the Witcher, but then I also love Rocket League. So could I make a Norse mythology rocket car, uh, monster hunter game? Like, <laughs> Like, I don't know. Um, I, I think if I had to say I would probably make an RPG, I think I would have really good combat. That would have to be something that's like I would have almost like souls like combat to where it's very action oriented. I, I don't know, man. That's such a hard question. Yeah, I think for me, the real answer is probably like an epic sprawling shooter RPG I love when games have lots of consequences of your actions. I also really love when games put you in morally gray areas and they make you make tough decisions and you get to see that play out. I really love when games are able to do that well. But I would really love to see a return of arcade basketball games. So like NBA Jam, there's still a mobile version you can download, but it's crazy old. I would love to see someone make a a really good one that you can play now that's multiplayer. The NBA 2K series just never quite did it for me. And if someone was able to come out with a really good arcade one, like 2v2 or 3v3, I feel like back in the day you would always have NBA on NBC Showtime or you had NBA Street and you had other games that were like that that were arcade style. And I would love to see those come back where you could just hop on, play matches over and over and over keep playing that I would love it. The sports genre in general has to get back to the arcade format. The, yeah. Uh, honestly, like think about it. Like we, I just talked about this with mutant league football, right? Like in, in with you with like NBA jam, like hockey, I'm not like a fan of ice hockey, but I played some, what was that? Blades of steel game. Blades the, of steel. Yeah. You know, like the arcade sports games were so much fun, man. Like why did we get away from those? And everything is straight up just simulation now. Like I want, I want the arcade sports games. Bring them back. I'll buy them. There's a reason why Rocket League is doing so well. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, just take some sports mechanics, turn it into a really fun multiplayer arcade style game. People will play it. And I'm a hundred percent with you. I can't tell you the last sports game that I was really excited about because Madden is certainly not doing it for me. I can tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. All right, next question here says, if you could be a Marvel superhero, who would you be? Oh, man. I mean, I'm kind of starting to look like Wolverine a little bit. <laughs> um, that is a really good question. But you know why this question is so good? Because it's like, do you go for just straight up like strength? 
Uh-huh. You know, like, I don't mean like Hulk strength, but just like, do I want to be like the strongest hero, but then like, I'm kind of lame otherwise? Or is it like, do you want to be like super cool, like Wolverine, you know, <laughs> but he's not as well known and, you know, other characters could probably beat him and like that kind of stuff. Um, oh man, I, I have always loved Wolverine. I'm not going to lie. Like it, ever since I was a kid in, in Capcom versus Marvel, like I, in the fighting game, like I always picked Wolverine. Um, I love that he's kind of gritty and like manly and stuff like that. You know, uh, I love yep. the fact that he's like basically like impervious to damage. Like, you know, he's got the adamantium skeleton and all that stuff. So, as much as I would love to pick like an Avengers and current Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'd probably still go with Wolverine. Plus, he just really loves cigars. I, you like, know, the listener a- doesn't know this, but Josh always has two cigars. I'm going to start calling everybody Bub. I'm just going to start fluffing my beard out and going, yeah, Bub. <laughs> what about you? If I pick Thor, does that mean I get to look like Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, well, there you go, right? Or do I just get the powers? Because <laughs> that kind of changes the answer, right? I have, like, so I don't know, like, I'm Nikki's probably a little bit different, but, like, my wife will not admit to who she has, like, a celebrity crush on. Oh, okay. You know, and, and then because she won't admit it, like, I don't ever say anything, right? Like, it's like, I don't have a celebrity crush. We're like, what are you talking about, right? So, but it's like, I have, I have <laughs> tried to get her to have a celebrity crush on Chris Hemsworth, like, uh-huh. but I don't know if she does or not, but I'm like, I'm trying to like will it on her because it's like, if you were going to pick a guy like other than me to be attracted to, at least I could understand that one. <laughs> yeah. It's just like an irrefutable fact that Chris Hemsworth is a handsome man. Yes. Like that's, that's not even up for debate. Right. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, y- yes, because I mean, I guess Thor in general is a good looking dude. And if you picked him from the Marvel universe, then yes, you get to be Chris Hemsworth, I suppose. Now, are right. we talking that, that like, might be my answer. Now the, the, the issue here is that you have to specify, like, I want happy Thor. No, <laughs> <laughs> not the beer belly giving <laughs> up. Beer Thor. Belly Thor. <laughs> hey, he plays games. <laughs> he does. They were playing. What were they playing? Fortnite. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember. Yeah. That he had like all the beers oh, and that, was that playing scene was games. Hilarious. Yeah. 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 You know what? Uh, even that Chris Hemsworth with the fat suit, it, he's he's still ten spots higher than than me. I'll tell you that much. You know, another good pick. I was thinking about saying Thanos because maybe you could even qualify him as a superhero. You know, Thanos did nothing wrong. Thanos is a great pick, and I thought about doing that, but uh, I'll still I'll stick with Thor because I think you're supposed to pick a good guy. Yeah, I mean, Thanos yeah. is good in his own mind. that's right those are the best villains that's see for me comic book movies sometimes work really really well and sometimes i don't care for them at all a lot of it rests in having really good villains like the dark knight is just so good because of the heath ledger joker and even the avengers movies i think a lot of it rides on the fact that they had loki and thanos and, you know, even like um, other villains that just haven't really quite had a lot of attention, like Dr. Doom. Uh, usually those guys think they're doing what's right or what's good. Maybe not so much Loki, but th- those are always my favorite kinds of villains. All right. We got time for a couple last questions here. Next one that pops up is from Ace of Shame. And he asks, 
What's your favorite game series that has absolutely ridiculous and complex stories that make no sense, but you love that series anyways? Mine is Kingdom Hearts. I've never played the Kingdom Hearts series. Is that the one with all the Disney characters? Yeah, so like Mickey, Goofy, Donald, they're all in it, but then they also have, oh man, what's the guy's name from Final S- Fantasy uh, Seven? Yeah, Sephiroth. Yeah, Sephiroth Cloud. is in there, a lot of other anime characters, yeah. Yeah, um... Man, convoluted story or nonsensical story? Yeah, I'll give you one. All right, give me. I'm drawing a blank on this one, man. Mortal Kombat. Oh, I freaking love Mortal Kombat, man. Yeah, but the idea that this is like a tournament to the death. First of all, I I don't know how many people are really going to enter that tournament. But then all these guys just keep showing up in the next Mortal Kombat without any kind of answer. And then it's just starting all over. That's all right. That's a great pick. Uh, I, and I love I can't wait for the new Mortal Kombat movie. I'm going to the I've already decided <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the movie theater to see it. Like, I'm not going to watch it at home on HBO Max. Like, I'm going to the movie theater on that one. Um, yeah, I just like I was picking on you in our discord server because I just went and saw Godzilla versus Kong, which I yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. loved. Dude, there's there were parts in that movie where I was legit like clapping my hands together, like just cheering like <laughs> <laughs> some idiot you know my da- i went to see it with my daughter she's looking over at me like she's like excited <laughs> but not nearly as excited as i am you know and it was just like i love that kind of stuff man and then i was picking on you because i was like I, this is not paul's kind of movie like at all no it's like honestly the only genre i'm not into are big giant monsters fighting each other so pacific rim oh, i don't know how it's, it's Godzilla. so great man I just prefer human stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's just where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It's just not my personal preference. So, yeah, I think Mortal Kombat might be a good answer for that one. All right. Next question here comes from Stockholm's Syndrome. And they ask, if you were consulted on the next installment of any game, whether it's really coming out or one that you wish was, what input would you give for the game? And what would you like to see them do better or different? So maybe like Dragon Age 4 or something like that, that would be coming down the line. What advice or what changes would you like to see? Oh, man. I mean, first, we'd have to think of a game that's coming up. It's too late for Cyberpunk. I wish I would have known about that ahead of time. But you can go with that. Cyberpunk 2078. What do you want to see from it? Uh, How about develop the game properly? Um, No, I'll I'll be honest. Um, Long-term games that are coming down the pipe, I... I mean, I was really hyped for Outriders. We've been enjoying that. I don't know that there's another game that's solidly on my radar. I mean, Dragon Age 4 is probably the next, like, mega game. Right. You know, um, one of the things, like, for that series is keep the combat really enjoyable. It's like mm-hmm. I th- they've got the story and the characters and the lore and all that stuff down, but you've got to keep the combat like fast paced, enjoyable, tactical. You know, I like that it's real time. I like that you can pause it if you need to. Like that's a really good thing. But I was going to say like in just about any game, whether it's Dragon Age or not, your controls have to feel really good. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of the things that makes Rocket League so enjoyable to me is the controls are spot on. Right. Like I'm trying to think like Witcher, right? Like I've gone back and I've played Witcher three, but the controls in that game kind of suck. Right. It's, it's one of those things where your character kind of turns on this weird axis and 
you can't like turn straight around because they want to like, you know what I mean? Like turn these like weird, like 30 degree angles every time. I don't know. Like it's got to seem fluid. If you can build fluidity into your game, it's already going to be miles above other stuff to me. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. I think when I first heard this question, I immediately thought of Dragon Age 4 and I would just say I really want them to stick with combat pretty similar to Inquisition. I felt like Dragon Age Origins was a lot of fun, but it was kind of slow, more like that Divinity Original Sin 2 style. Yeah. Dragon Age 2 was just a little bit too arcade-style combat, where you really didn't have to think or do anything. You just kind of mashed buttons. Yeah, I didn't like the mindlessness that of that. There's a fine line there. Yeah. You know, I do like that you... I like the live action, and I like that part of it, because it makes the fight seem you know more real-time and important, I guess. Um, but it can't just be like cartoony action y either, because that doesn't really fit in with the story. Yeah. So I know I'm kind of in the minority of absolutely loving Inquisition. I played through it several times, and I would just love to see them pretty much keep the combat the way it was. Similar storylines. I love it. I love the fact that they're continuing the storyline with Solus and everything to do with him. He ended up being one of my favorite video game characters ever, especially given all the twists late in Inquisition. So I- I'm very hyped for that one. All right. And then the next question here comes from uh, he recently earned his doctorate because he changed his name on Discord, oh. but he is now Dr. That Cat Gaming. Congratulations, uh, Doctor. Yeah, yeah, I think that was just a self-name change, <laughs> but but that cat gaming has now uh, evolved to doctor status. And he asks, "Will you guys ever play or cover Minecraft? If not, why?" Oh, the 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 real questions are coming out. Yeah, yeah, I love the last part because I think he knows the answers not anytime now, soon. Now we did say <laughs> on our five hundredth episode. That we <laughs> that we would cover Minecraft, and people have already held us to that. <laughs> yeah, keep in mind we release about a hundred episodes a year. Yes. so this is years down the road. Um, I I'll I won't say it's impossible. Like if you would ask me, would we have ever reviewed Terraria? Like that would have yeah, ranked yeah, up yeah. there for me. But Terraria was a very happy surprise for me. But I had never played Terraria before either. Um, I have played Minecraft, um, both survival and creative. I I don't know that we would have a lot to add. People already know Minecraft, right? Like, and I know that we yeah. talk about games that have been out for a while, but Minecraft is so well known and it's been out for so long that it's like, what could we legitimately talk about other than like trying to share stories that we encountered while we were playing? But you and I both know that if we played Minecraft together, I would do nothing but just blow you up with TNT the whole time, you know, and <laughs> right. demolish your houses and stuff like that. Like, it would just turn into, like, a troll fest, which I would love, don't get me wrong, but I don't know that that would translate well to, like, <laughs> an hour-long podcast about the game. So, my short answer is no, we'll probably not ever cover Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've seen my kids play it a little bit. I have not played it very much at all. Just a couple minutes here or there. My kids mostly did stuff in creative mode, which I have absolutely zero interest in. I don't want to go in and build stuff. 
I was the kind of kid who had a lot of Legos, but I had to follow the instructions. I could not just freeform build stuff. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. And the idea of doing that in a video game just does not sound entertaining to me. So I would never get into that. Survival mode, I don't know a whole lot about. Like previously mentioned, Obi-Wan Waltonobi will post these Minecraft updates that are probably mind-blowing, but to me, they just don't mean anything because I don't play Minecraft. And just when I read them, it's always just like, well, did you know you could combine these two things to make something else? And and to me, in my mind, it's just building things one pixel at a time, and you're just constantly crafting stuff. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just ignorant, but I don't really know what there is beyond that. Yeah, I struggle with pure sandbox games, too. You know, um, it's just one of those things where if I, I know that there is a, an aim in Minecraft, like you can go to the nether and you can fight the ender dragon and that kind of stuff. So I get that there's a point, but more so than not, I feel like Minecraft is just a big sandbox and I struggle with those because again, I just default to like, what's fun for me. And that's just blowing stuff up or digging a huge pit that you're going to fall into when you're trying to mine and then laughing, you know, that you fell into lava and lost all your stuff. So it's, you know, I I, I don't know. I probably not, guys. I know there's people that want us to review Minecraft <laughs> and there's people that have been like, hey, you know, I'll, you know, I'll love you guys forever and stuff. But it's just there's so many other games out there to play that maybe people haven't heard about that we can get people interested in, you know, like that's one of the goals is to like talk about these games that maybe you haven't heard of or you've heard of, but you've never really dug into. And then you find a game that you absolutely love, you know, and it's because you listen to an episode about it or something like that. Minecraft, everybody knows what Minecraft is. I don't feel like there's a lot to add there. I hear you. And then finally, the last question, since we only have another minute or two, This one comes in from Reed, and it says, What are some of your gaming memories of LAN party type events? Also, what games would you recommend for a LAN party in the modern day? Me and my friends usually do Halo, Master Chief Collection, Rocket League, and Minecraft when we play split screen. I was going to say, Rocket League in the current day and age is phenomenal. You can do so much. I mean, you can do one-on-ones, you can do 2v2s, 3v3s, so it kind of scales up. I do not like the 4-on-4 like they call it chaos mode because it is just chaos. There's never any boost. It's just absolutely nuts to try to do like eight people on a rocket league course. But I think rocket league translates really, really well. You can do tournament format. You can do winter stays, you know, so there's a lot of variation there. Um, I I mean, land parties are kind of a thing of the past, right? Like if you're talking like couch co-op type stuff or couch competitive type stuff, there's tons of games for that, right? Like, right. you know, Halo Halo is a good one. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Halo currently because I feel like it feels dated. We've talked about that. Um, you know, I think that's one reason the, like, the Battle Royale genre was so popular because it's like you can play with your friends and it kind of falls into that land-like format. Um, right. I was a big fan of Mario Party. Like, I Mario Party is a lot of fun. Right. Like that's something that you can play with a lot of people. But um, I, I would say Rocket League. I To me, that's the one game where you can you can give a controller to somebody that's never played that game before and they can drive the car around and hit the ball. And then you can give the controller to somebody that's played a thousand hours and they're still learning stuff and getting better at the game as well. 
Yeah, I think I would say Left 4 Dead and Vermintide are solid picks. I would also say, I, I, I haven't played any of them in the last few years. I always loved the Worms games. Play with your friends and just battle each other where you just take turns and you can pass the controller or watch it all on the same TV. And I always thought that that was a lot of fun. And doing that in groups is great. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have here for today for this bonus round episode. And as always, we will be back on Thursday with an episode for This Week in Gaming. And if you want to get some time in on Outriders, now would be the time to do that since that'll be our next big deep dive. I know that Josh and I have been playing a ton of Outriders while the servers are up and running. And then if you want to hit us up on social media, let us know if you have any games you want us to play, any ideas for future bonus round episodes. We would love to hear from you guys. You can find us basically anywhere at Multiplayer Pod, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Multiplayer Podcast. And then also, if you'd like to support the show, please visit MultiplayerSquad.com. We don't have any ad revenue or anything on the show. We're completely independently operated. So if you'd like to support, that money does go to us to allow us to keep the show running. And you can support the show starting off at $5 a month. And we would truly appreciate that. Otherwise, we will see you guys on Thursday for This Week in Gaming. Don't forget, we have a special guest host coming up for our Outriders episode. We do have a special guest host. I can't wait. I have... So many personal childhood stories oh, that we could draw on. Oh, it's going to be great. It will be great. So just get <laughs> hyped. Uh, he, you guys have heard of him on the show. He is, uh, he is the host of one of the most successful podcasts out there as well, just to kind of dangle the carrot a little bit. So it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. See you, everybody. Ready to go? I am. Let's do it. <clears throat> one, one last throat clear. I know, right? <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>